0: This is Jim. Welcome to the Politicast. I'll be your host today. Um, we don't have as much to talk about today as usual. I mean, there's things, but you know, but not a lot of them aren't worthy of like a, you know, 20 or 30 minute discussion. So we'll get through. I mean, it won't stop me from talking. Obviously, I always can talk and talk and talk about things, even if there's nothing really to talk about. I have a tendency to do that at times, ramble on. Um, The benefit, of course, you guys have is you can always turn me off. I'm like my family and friends when I get going. They have to politely nod and smile and "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. All that. So, anyway, um, the Michigan Senate has been passing several uh, bills the last couple of days. Uh, You know, they're going to be going on recess here pretty soon. And uh they got I I don't know if it was the house or the Senate uh recently I think it was the house actually had to adjourn because of the covid virus um some people speculate it's you know because uh Rudy Giuliani had the virus and he had been in Lansing um other people said it's not related to that but so the Senate though has been passing a number of bills that mind you these are just bills that have passed the senate they as far as i know they haven't been in the house and they certainly haven't gone to the governor for passing but one of the bills that they passed is to uh for the secretary of state's office to change it to 12 years between when you have to have your license renewed instead of every eight years as it is now um uh, i'm not I know what the benefit would be for us. I don't know what their reasoning for doing it is. I don't know if it's to lower lines at the uh, at the uh, driver's secretary of state's office or if it's um, to save money, I guess. And that's probably what it is, is to save money. The article doesn't really say I'm all for it because I hate – well, I started to say I hate going down there and getting it renewed, but – Right now, I kind of wish that we could get it renewed sooner because I hate my photo, and I don't like the fact that it might be longer before I can get it replaced. But uh, but anyway, that's that's definitely one that I, I think would be beneficial. And I know that they've also talked about doing where you know you can go other places than um, the Secretary of State's office. Uh, I know at Meyer they had – uh, something where you could renew your license there. So that would definitely help. It would, it would unclog the system. And even though I'm all in favor of people having jobs and not wanting to lose jobs with the government, I make an exception. I mean, it would be great to be able to uh, get some of these government employees off the payroll. And so, uh, well... Theoretically, so we could keep more of our own money, but I doubt that would happen. I doubt they would lower our taxes. They would just spend that money somewhere else. But the other thing, another thing that Michigan Senate has done is uh, passed a bill requiring a statewide moratorium on water shutoffs until March 31st of next year. Um, I would assume this is because of the high unemployment that we're having because of the COVID Um, situation and that people don't have the money for necessities like water and heat and electricity. So, um, I, I'm, I'm in favor of this. Uh, I wouldn't, I mean, not necessarily in normal times, but I am right now when there are nobody's working, um, because of the governor's regulations, as we've talked about many times in the past, uh, through no fault of their own, these people don't have income coming in, and people need water. Water is a necessity, obviously. And uh, so I, I I would support that. Um, hopefully, by March, either we'll have come to our senses or the vaccine will be proven effective and maybe we'll be back opening up our economy by March, I would. I would hope. Um, uh, also, let me see. David Eggert, um, he covers the Michigan legislature. I don't know for what newspaper, but I follow him on Twitter. They said the Senate's going to be voting on uh, a bill that would limit, limit the length of emergency COVID orders to 28 days. Unless the legislature extends them. Uh, This would curtail um, uh, the governor being able to have these long-term emergency orders. Uh, Of course, Mr. Eggert properly assumes that Whitmer will veto it if it comes to her desk, but... um, but I, I'm all in favor of that. I mean, 28 days is more than enough time. I think I've mentioned this on the show before. 28 days is more than enough time to get the legislature back. We are in the 21st century. This is not the days of the horse and buggy, and you know where it might take a long time for people from the Upper Peninsula to be able to get to Lansing. If, if the 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 legislators who live there, um, they'd be able to get back presumably from well, early from anywhere in the world. Uh, In 28 days, in order to look at the emergency, they also want to borrow $600 million to fund the Flint water settlement and uh, let community colleges offer a four year nursing degree. I'm not sure how long the nursing degree is now, how long it takes, but presumably, this is they're shortening it. the word, the verbiage there implies that they're going to replace it with something quicker. Um, But um, so, yeah, those are some interesting things there that they are uh, looking at. Um, Paul Egan from the uh, Detroit Free Press is reporting that Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer is going to serve as a co-chair. Of President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration, this I don't understand. What does the co-chair do anyway? And and again, I go back. Doesn't she have a, a a state to run? We're in the middle of a crisis, and and she's planning a party. I mean, what's she in charge of? Like beverages? I mean, what 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 is she gonna do? Don't they hire people to, to do this? Um, I'm not exactly what sh- what job her or what her role would would um, require. So, I mean, this is just more silliness from our governor who is becoming more and more a national celebrity than a Michigan governor uh, just with useless little jobs like this that are just honorary positions. I would assume, because like I said, I don't know what she's supposed to be doing um, for Joe Biden's inauguration. But uh, so, Anyway, um, she also, according to Politico, had a conversation with Joe Biden about um, a job in the administration. But she claims she doesn't want, have any desire to go to Washington. Of course, that's because she hasn't been asked. Um, you know, it's like the the guy who wants to ask out the prom queen, you know, and he asks her out and she turns him down and he tells his friends, well, you know, I didn't really wanted to go out with her. I mean, you know, she's high maintenance and, you know, and, uh, I really don't want to date a hot girl because I'd always be concerned about, you know, whether she's cheating on me and all that. No, it's because she turned you down. Uh, you'd go out with her in a heartbeat if she said yes. But, uh, yeah, but now she claims that even though she went through the vetting process and talked to him about it, that she really doesn't want a job in the, in Washington. So, uh, It's just just silliness. And again, here she is doing an an interview with Politico. Oh, gosh. Um, The New York Times here has an article, which you have to pay, so I I don't know what the whole article says, but it says the headline or the little synopsis reads, the coronavirus vaccines will probably prevent you from getting sick with COVID-19 but it's not yet clear whether you can still get infected asymptomatically and silently spread the virus. This is just getting plain ridiculous. We have no idea what is going on, or at least nobody seems to have any clue. They're locking everything down. They're closing down schools. They shut down the economy. They're demanding we wear masks. In California, they now you can't even go outside for a walk. I was just reading. I mean, that 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 state is just a disaster. You can't do anything. And now they're telling everybody we need to get these vaccines, but they're not even sure. I mean, they even use the word probably. The vaccines will probably prevent you from getting sick, but then they tell you you still might carry around the virus and be infecting everybody. You just won't feel the effects of the virus. So uh, it just, I just have no idea. What we're doing, what is happening? This is the weirdest virus I've ever seen in my life. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I I hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but there are times that I wonder uh, whether, I, I wonder just what's going on with it. I, I Sometimes I wonder if it's a man-made virus that just, you know, because I've never heard of a virus that is this um, weird. I mean, even the Spanish flu was not uh, not this unpredictable. I mean, we kind of knew we didn't have a vaccine or anything for it, but it wasn't weird. You know, it was like it. You know, it it affected a lot of people, but that was it. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like scientists are pulling their hair out and saying we have no idea what this is. We've never seen anything like this before. You know, masks may or may not work. Being inside may or may not work. Being outside may or may not work. Kids might have it. They might not have it. Old people might get it. They might not get it. You might have it not know you have it. You could be spreading it around. It could be if you touch something, it could be, you know, you could spread it. I mean, I've just heard all these different things. I mean, that it's a, you know, it's an airborne virus. But then they keep talking about disinfecting everything because everything you touch, the doorknobs and all that. You could be spreading the virus. If it's airborne, then how is it getting on doorknobs and you know and you know, why are you disinfecting things then? You know, I, I don't know. It's just it's just you know and then another part of me I, I actually have some friends who are of the opinion that it is a hoax or at least greatly exaggerated and and sometimes I, I wonder too if, if this is just if they're just making this stuff up as they go along. You know, and as soon as they solve one problem, then they have to invent a new one. Like, okay, well, it's not over yet. We might have a vaccine, but it might not help. You know, but you still need to take it. But it might not do anything. Um, you know, I just, I, I don't know. It just the, the whole thing. It just really confuses me how uh, how this whole thing works, and I'm just really uh, confused about it. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I just, the whole thing is very odd to me. And um, uh, I, I just, I don't think that I think it's definitely being abused. The This power is being abused. I mean, like I said, I mean, preventing people from walking down the street, you can't sing, you can't talk loudly, you can't play music very loud, you can't drink alcohol. I mean, it just, what do those things have to do with the virus? I don't know. And it just seems like it's going to people's heads. And then for some reason, Governor Cuomo in New York is being rewarded. He won a Grammy, and uh, for or not a Grammy, an Emmy Award for his daily television briefs, which I don't, I don't understand that at all. Why you would win an Emmy for a politician speaking to his constituents if that was all he did? But then on top of it, add to it the fact that all these people died under his watch. He was a, he was horrible when, I mean, well it's still going on. It's not past tense, but still, he was absolutely horrible at that time. All these people died in the nursing homes, and now he's writing a book about you know being cool, calm, and collected during the crisis. You know. You know, and all that. I, I, yeah, this is just getting ridiculous. I, I, I just don't understand what's going on at all with that. Uh, you know, I, 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 think, really, um, just to move it to national politics first of all, I guess Governor Cuomo isn't local anyway, but I think he won an Emmy, uh, to, um, to spite Donald Trump. Donald Trump, there for a while was doing these briefings but he wasn't very effective according to the press and then he quit doing them and I think that they are trying to you know send a message you know that unlike Donald Trump he was cool and calm and helped so we're going to give him the uh an Emmy Award um and it also uh they did the same thing Time Magazine did the same thing they just announced that the person of the year is going to be Biden and Harris. Uh, I don't understand how grammatically two people can be a person, but but uh, they announced just a couple of days ago that Donald Trump was one of the runners up to be Person of the Year, and then you know, and I I think they made a point of saying that Donald Trump was a runner up just so they could slap it slap him down and say. We chose Biden and Harris over Trump. He's a loser yet again. And I'm just waiting. Um, We should actually take some bets, guys, about how long it's going to be before Joe Biden wins the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, Because I'm, I'm positive that they're going to give him the Nobel Peace Prize because he's not Donald Trump. Just like Barack Obama got the Nobel Peace Prize because he wasn't George W. Bush. I mean, and there was literally no other reason for that. Uh, Barack Obama, by all, uh, 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 by you know, if if you look at it objectively, by all objective counts, was a war criminal. I mean, Barack Obama um, killed uh, thousands and thousands of people through the drone strikes. He kept these wars going. Uh, you know, he capitulated to. Um, Other countries, you know, when they were killing people, he didn't do anything. I mean, he just, you know, he acted when he shouldn't have. He didn't act when he should have, or however that's worded. Anyway, he did what he shouldn't have done both ways. And they gave him the Nobel Peace Prize. And by all accounts, it was because they wanted to show a message that his hope and change and all that. The rhetoric was very different than George W. Bush's we're going to take on the terrorists. We're going to catch them dead or alive. You know, you're either for us or against us, you know, and all this. And Barack Obama spoke much more eloquently and about peace and things. And so they gave him the Nobel peace prize within months of taking office. And I am positive. They'll do the same thing for Biden, uh, just to show that we support, um, that we didn't support Donald Trump and his go-it-alone, anti-other-countries-America-first attitude. Um, so we're going to give Biden – then I would be surprised. I, I'm convinced of it. If Joe Biden doesn't end up living long enough to get it, they'll give it to Kamala Harris. Um, they will. It, it It's going to happen, folks. It will happen. So, um, but anyway, I digress. It just, this, this, this whole virus situation is just completely confused me. I have no idea what is going on. I don't have any idea what works, what doesn't, um, masks allegedly work until they don't. And then masks aren't enough. We need to social distance, but then we don't really need to social distance because, you know, um, because if you're protesting things like that, you can't get the virus. But if you're worshiping God, you can get the virus. Um, you know, and just, you can't get together for Thanksgiving because that's going to be horrible. Or Christmas, but at the same time, if you're part of an immediate family, well, you you can't give it to each other. So, I mean, it, it just it, the whole thing is just ridiculous. And the governor of Virginia is Northam, Ralph Northam. Okay, let me just remind you, this is a man who is in a photo in his college yearbook. One of them is wearing blackface and one of them is dressed as a Ku Klux Klan member. And he can't remember which one he is in that photo. So he's one of the two. Um, But he doesn't remember what he dressed as in that photo, This man now is telling his uh, constituents in Virginia that you don't have to go to church to worship God. He said, it's not the building. It's the, you know, I'm paraphrasing. He said, it's not the building. You don't have to go to a building to worship God. You can worship God from anywhere. You can worship God in your home. You can worship God in the park. You don't have to go to church to worship God, so therefore you need to stay out of church. I don't need some man who supports the abortion and the murder of fetuses and little children who went so far with his abortion pro-abortion rhetoric that even the Democratic Party who are pro-abortion, said, you're going too far. You need to dial it back. This man al- allowed babies to be born and let them die. Just lay there and die. Um, that's, that's the point where – that was to the point where he supported abortion was even outside of the womb after they've been born, a mother can say, I don't want that child, and you just let it die there. And that's where the Democratic Party actually said, okay – You've, this is just going too far. I mean, Even the Democrats are saying this is too far. And this guy is going to tell us what a good Christian is and where we can worship and how we need to worship and in what manner we can worship? Uh, no, I don't need to take advice from him about anything, uh, nothing. I mean, this guy, his term's ending pretty soon because they've only got a one-term rule. Uh, one consecutive term role in Virginia. So a governor can only serve, I think, a six-year term? It might be four years, but... Anyway, he can only serve one, and then he has to step down. I'm glad, because that guy is a disaster. Um, but anyway, I, I'm just... I, the whole thing is just completely... Uh, I'm just completely baffled by it. And the different regulations and the different... States and you know it's okay to go to a gym, but it's not okay to go to a movie theater. It's okay to to protest outside, but not okay to go to church. You know, it's it like I I, I just don't understand. You can go to the grocery store, but you know kids can't go to school. Um, I I don't know the the whole thing. I've just about hit my limit on stupidity. Um, and, and just the. The whole thing is just very, very annoying to me, uh, and I'm, I'm tired of it. I think I've said this before in, in different social medias. I don't know if you've heard it, if you've heard this before, but, you know, man, I have – I wish I wish some of the older generation, like my grandparents and people, were still around because I'd like to shake their hand and just congratulate them on their strong moral character because I don't – we've only been doing this pandemic for about 10 months, and I've just about had it. Like, I can't take much more of this emotionally, uh, spiritually. I just, it's just horrible. And yet, our, our you know, the generation of my grandparents, um, they went through the horrible dust bowl for seven years where there was no rain in the Midwest. There was dust blowing all the time. People were dying of Sand pneumonia or something. I, I can't remember what they called it. I saw a special on it where the sand would get into their lungs and they could not breathe. Um, and they would slowly kill them. Uh, they went through the great depression for over 10 years of unemployment, of high unemployment, of not having much, many jobs of food lines of, you know, selling apples in order to survive. Um, you know, uh, I saw, there's this horrible picture, a very, very, very sad picture that, um, I mean, it's a famous one. I have a copy of it, of a, of a woman who's hiding her face, and she's got a sign out there saying children for sale. She's selling her three children because she cannot feed them, and she can't feed herself. And so she's willing to sell her children so that they would have a good home, but that she would have enough money for her and her husband to be able to buy food. I mean, this is what they went through. Ten years. We've gone through ten months, and I'm done. I'm just done with this thing. They went through ten years of this. These people had strong, uh, 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 I don't know, uh, emotional. They had great emotional strength, great courage, great, you know, to wake up every day and, and say I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep pressing on today, I'm gonna keep going, you know, it's been nine months, it's been two years, it's been four years, it's been eight years, you know, and they just keep going and I I just you know, all the props in the world to them, I cannot imagine, but I've just had it. I am just completely done with this whole thing and I don't know when it's gonna end. You know, we keep seeing the brass ring and they keep saying it's just a little bit further a little bit further, we're going to have that virus. And then now that we're getting close to a virus and they're starting to release them. Now they're pulling it away and like well, it might not work. I mean, we don't know yet. We're not really sure how effective the virus will be. You know, we might not, you know, it might still be another year or two. We're wearing the masks and, you know, it's like, don't do this to me. I, I can't even imagine, you know, I can't imagine this continuing to go, to go on like it is. Um, one uh, really nice thing a, a piece of good news or something um, is uh, that the first Christmas star in nearly 800 years will be visible this year and it's it's one of the bright spots of 2020 but um, what I guess is is happening and I, I'm not I'm not an expert when it comes to astronomy but um, I guess that's uh, on December 21st, Jupiter and Saturn are going along very closely in the sky. So when you see it with the naked eye outside, it's going to appear as a large, bright star. Um, and it says it will cause a radiant light to be created. And uh, and it says it's something that hasn't happened since March 4th, twelve twenty-six. Because alignments between these two planets is very rare. It only happens about every 20 years, but they don't – but many times they happen, like, during the day. And so you don't get to see them at night. It's called – scientists call it the Great Conjunction, but uh, they align. And and it's been, like, during the day, but not this close since 1226. So – and it says to see this for yourself, you will have to have a clear view of the southwest sky for about forty-five minutes after sunset. Um, so, it they they, they don't think um, they don't think it'll happen again until March of twenty eighty. Uh, I most of us won't be around at that point. Um, so anyway, that. Uh, gosh, I mean that's going to be kind of emotional. Just I don't know because there's been so few bright spots in this year. I mean, to think right around Christmas, there will be a star very similar to the star of Bethlehem, you know. And it's for me personally, it's kind of it's kind of like those of you who, who know anything about the Bible know that God sent the rainbow after the flood. It gives hope and reminds people that he's never going to flood the earth again. And to me, it's almost like after a horrible year, we're going to see that giant Bethlehem star. And it's almost like God's reminding us it's going to be okay. You know, it's, it's going to be all right. You know, um, I just think that's going to be an amazing, amazing time. So, Uh, December 21st, a little after sundown or sunset, about 45 minutes in the southwestern sky, you should be able to see it. Um, and, oh, and it it does say that it's not, that's when you're going to have the best view, but it says it will continue to be there, uh, on through the 21st. So just about. Anywhere in the northern hemisphere, the entire fourth week of December, we should be able to see it. So, um, but that is happy news, really good news, and I think that's for me. It's just going to be a really emotional thing to be able to see that. I just it'll give you know hope once again. And remind us of what's important in this world and things. Um, so uh, let's see. I don't have a lot of other big stories, but um, Joe Biden—a uh, nice little segue. It doesn't well. There's no segue. I'm just changing the subject. Um, Joe Biden has been announcing his cabinet picks, and one of the problems that you have. Uh, when you do identity, identity politics, is this is a problem Republicans don't typically have, is that everybody wants their uh, constituency represented in the cabinet. I mean, Biden made a big point of wanting to have a cabinet that looks like America. And so right from the start, I was hearing a lot of women's groups complaining that um, that there weren't enough women being represented in his cabinet, and then we started hearing complaints that there aren't enough black people being represented in his cabinet, so he's been putting some more black people in now. Now, we've heard from the um, Mexican community saying that they're upset that he has not put any Mexicans in the cabinet. Uh, I've heard a group recently saying he needs Native Americans in the cabinet. I also saw an Asian group uh, saying that they want to see some Asians, and why hasn't he put any Asians in there? And I've also seen the gay and lesbian community complaining that he hasn't put any gays or lesbians or transgender people in his cabinet. Well, there's only so many cabinet positions available. And so he's now... And then, of course, the progressives are complaining there aren't enough progressives in the cabinet. It's too uh, Wall Street. It's too centrist. He needs more progressives. This is the problem that you have when you deal in identity politics because now everybody wants their their group to be represented, and you just can't do it. Number one, there aren't enough positions. And number two, just because that that's not a requirement. I mean, it's not a... It, if you're doing... If you're putting in people in positions because of merit, there aren't always going to be, um, there aren't always going to be, uh, we'll say, a gay or lesbian who's qualified to be the Attorney General of the United States, or uh, a Mexican who's qualified to be Secretary of State, or, you know, that 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 becomes the problem that you want to have you might want to have a cabinet that looks like America, but you have to have a functioning cabinet. You have to have a cabinet, number one, that can be confirmed by the Senate. And number two, a cabinet that is qualified, people that you can rely on and trust. You can't just throw people in there that, uh, you know, just, just because of the color of their skin, you know, you have to have people who, who you can work with and can, and, and actually have some merit. But, you know, he ran on a platform of, you know, he wanted to elevate women. He wanted to be a, you know, a voice for black people. He wanted to do all these, you know. So, um, you know, essentially he ran against the Republicans, claiming the Republicans don't represent those people. And we need a cabinet made up of more than just white males. But now he's stuck in a position where he doesn't have, he can't please everybody. And so his administration is already going to be getting off to a very, very bad start with Democrats, not even with Republicans, because they're not going to – they're not going to be happy no matter who he picks. Uh, There's always going to be some group that's going to be upset. And um, so, yeah, he's, he's already got some problems in that area. And then, of course, he's going to have problems um, because of his son. Uh, We just Now they're starting to actually report on Hunter Biden and his uh, deals in China. And um, I don't know if they're talking about his deals in Ukraine, but I know China definitely is one of the issues. And so this is going to be a headache right from the start. You know that the Senate is going to have investigations. The House probably won't because it's Democrat. But... It's gonna be an investigation right from the start. Uh, so this is it's gonna be a headache. And if there and I haven't read all of it yet, I don't know what all the details are. But we're about to enter another cold war with China. Uh, this is like the worst thing that could happen if he has connections with China. He's gone. You know, there it, it's just gonna make his relationship with China very very fraught. I'm talking about Biden. And it's going to make, um, you know, it's potential blackmail because if, if he goes tough on China, they may, the Chinese government may say, well, we'll release this information that we have about your son unless you go easy with us. You know, we'll release it and you know the Republicans are going to run with it. You know, so, you know, uh, so we want lower tariffs or we want you to do this or do that because we have things on your son that – you probably don't want uh, the people to find out about. So he's in—he's in going to be in a heap of trouble, right from the start, right from the start. Uh, so yeah, he's—I'm uh, not impressed yet with uh, his his picks. Um, and 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 he's—you know on Monday. Um, Monday is the day the electoral college will meet. Um, to officially confirm Biden as the president-elect. Um, it's going to happen. It, it, there's no doubt about that. So it, it doesn't look like there's going to be any movement with the Supreme Court. I mean, today's Friday. The, the Electoral College meets on Monday. Um, I don't see the Supreme Court coming in. They used to take the weekends off. I, I don't see them coming into special session. To have any hearings in the next two days before the Supreme Court or before the Electoral College meets, that's what happened in the Bush v. Gore. Was they they were able to meet days before the Electoral College met and made a ruling, and there just simply wasn't enough time. Uh, their ruling was that there had to be a full recount of Florida to make it fair. You couldn't cherry pick certain counties, but since it was so close to the Electoral College meeting. There wasn't enough time to do a recount, so they had to leave it where it was, which was Bush was ahead. And so he became the president. Um, You know, There's that erroneous, you hear it quite a bit, where they say that the Supreme Court chose Bush as president. Um, They did not look at Gore and Bush and say, here's who we think we should be president, we think it should be Bush. It wasn't how it was. They just said that it was unfair, it needed to be redone. But there wasn't enough time. So whoever's ahead, that person wins. And it happened that it was Bush. Um, that's, so I don't see anything happening in the next two days where they would make a ruling. But even if they did, there's not enough time for another election. There's not enough time uh, to do a recount. So the most that they would do was just like they would do in Bush v. Gore. They would say the election was fraudulent, it wasn't done fairly, these votes should have been recounted, these votes should have been removed, these votes should have been counted, whatever, and they'll say, but whoever's, since there's not enough time to do that, whoever's ahead will win, and, and whoever's ahead is Biden. Biden's the one who's ahead right now. So that's the most they would do. So it's really, I, I, I'm not exactly sure why we're continuing down this path of, of lawsuits and things. Um, because if it was stolen, it was stolen fair and square, as they say. I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. We'll just have to make sure it doesn't happen again in the next election. Um, we just have to learn from it. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I um, so he's he's going to be uh, elected by the electoral college. The only <clears throat> and I, I don't. The only the only uh, f- uh, monkey wrench you can throw into it would be when the in January when the uh, Congress certifies the results of the Electoral College. But I'm not even sure really what you could do there, but that would be the only thing you could do is try to hold it up by having the Republicans, um, you know, filibuster, you know, just create uh, challenges that aren't really just like they did during the impeachment in the House. I mean, the House had the overwhelming votes to impeach President Trump. And we all knew it was going to happen. But the Republicans kept putting in procedural things just to delay it. Like, it wasn't going to make a difference. He was still going to be impeached. But they just kept delaying it and just kept, you know, being an annoyance, you know, like calling for different procedures, asking, you know, interrupting with, you know, challenges and things that were just, you know, handily swept down. But but it just delayed it and delayed it and delayed it, you know, until it got till after midnight before they actually pass the impeachment. And that's pretty much all I can see happening. Like I'm not an expert on this, but I don't think that they can actually overturn it. I think, you know, after the Electoral College has certified it, I think all they'd be able to do is just bring up questions and challenges and keep interrupting so that it would just delay. I mean it's gonna happen, but it would just keep delaying it so that, you know, maybe maybe the media if they're covering it live, which I'm sure they will, you know, we'll tune out after a while or the audience will tune out. Uh, I, I don't know. I, it doesn't really accomplish anything, but it just, I guess, just makes them feel good to, to fight it all the way until the very end. Um, so I, it, it, it's, it's going to happen. I mean, there are things that I think were unfair, but it's going to happen. So anyway. I'll uh, – anyway, so that's that's about where we are right now. I'll – uh guess I'll talk to you guys here real soon. So um, everyone have a good week, and we'll talk to you then. Bye, everyone.